0: Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Drolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. If you're unfamiliar with Drolish, Droolish is a sleep and relax- relaxation podcast focus on helping you fall asleep through talking about various methods that primarily interest me, and hopefully with my sleep-inducing voice and background noises, can help you fall asleep as well, or at least relax and get your mind off of your day. My goal is to help provide value to those who want to listen, and just to, at least in this particular case, in this episode, uh, just give you guys more things to think about, I guess, while you sleep. Now, one of the things I am specifically talking about in this episode is uh, this is going to be part seven in my startup series and my 100 startup ideas to steal and profit. Now, before I dive straight into the startup ideas, uh, again, I generally like to focus on uh, between four and seven ideas per episode. And a lot of these ideas were were written uh, probably between seven, eight, nine, ten years, plus 10 years ago. uh, And I've Finally, we are able to like go through all of my computer, old computer files, notebooks, whatever I've written, and put them all down in, like in a Google spreadsheet. Um, however, I still keep writing ideas even after I started this, so it, it might continue to go. Um, there's still technically about like 70 or 80 that are written down uh, on this spreadsheet, but uh, there's still plenty that are still around that I have to get back and you know, and you know, get all into a list. So, uh, if and also, this podcast is kind of like how I talk like this is more or less how I talk like it in real life. So uh if this is boring to you, then congrats. You have found a great way to fall asleep because I find boredom to be a great way to say, screw this, ZZZ, Z. sleep, sleep, sleep. Okay. Enough of the weird meat of me talking like I feel like I'm out of sync. I really just want to dive into the ideas right away. <laughs> And uh, first things first, I don't know if I said that before, uh, but the main I, the main goal behind these uh, ideas is to uh, hopefully help you guys think it, like uh, of ways to maybe make your products better, or maybe just take action on some of these ideas because I I have h- probably hundreds if not thousands of these that just pop up and I always. Either write it down or forget, and then I get frustrated when I see someone else have the idea and implement it. Um, not not for the fact that I didn't take action on it; it's more so the fact that I that there are just so many ideas out there, and it's just hard for me to pick one. So I figure, why don't I just run through these ideas, talk about it out loud, and then hopefully just either feel reinvigorated or feel either inspired to or to find one that might jump out as a passion and I might move forward on maybe one or two of these over time. Uh, I mentioned this last week, a potential idea that I had was maybe one day I can have, hopefully have like my own agency or some sort of firm or shop that will allow me to actually put more of these products to life and hopefully give other people who, uh, who might just need inspiration for ideas to find a way to create their own or better yet to who, you know, if if someone is not really an idea person and they really just like to run with with an idea for themselves, feel free to take these ideas as well. I'm I, I'm just a firm believer in, you know, the more we talk about ideas, the more we're usually inspired in. And, and I really don't have an ego when it comes to someone taking, you know, taking quote unquote an idea, even though uh, I, I I like I said I believe that. Uh, most of I, most of my ideas just come from things that have already been made and maybe it's just making something better Or maybe it's just a problem that I like that, that I generally deal with day-to-day and it's likely that someone else is dealing with And I really just want to solve certain problems and I feel like there are countless amount of them and I think uh, For me if I'm just sharing them and, and maybe someone could just have the aha moment and just run with it I'm perfectly fine with it because Honestly, these are problems or things that I want to exist, or problems that I, have, that, that I want to get rid of. And if there's a solution that is out there for it, then perfect, then I don't have to worry about worry about the idea anymore. like my problem solved. And hopefully you guys will be aware of the same solved problem. So uh, I know the last couple episodes, I've been uh, just running through the ideas, and I haven't been doing too much of like the competition quality check. Uh, because I try to do that in real time, but I feel like that uh, kind of like draws on the, the episodes a little bit longer. And not that I don't have a big issue with that at all, because these episodes tend to be fairly long. But it's more so that I don't want to uh, spend a lot of time uh, looking at competitor ideas. Uh, or see, sorry, see if there is anything else that has existed before I talk about it, because I feel like, I feel like I get really excited when I talk about the idea, and then if I find that if there isn't a solution that does exist, then uh, I'd rather find that after, because I've written this like years ago, and I likely have looked at, at the time for a solution since then. Uh, chances are, like I said, I, I probably looked for a solution before, and it didn't exist. Like at least when I looked on Google and I wrote it down, and. Obviously, years have gone past, and hopefully, if best-case scenario, someone has found a solution, or there's a relative competitor that it, that offers a solution that I'm thinking of. Uh, my favorite example—I mentioned this before—was Habitable, uh, that that helps uh, create more of the like the chain of habits that you just keep marking that you're doing day over day, and you kind of build a list and you build a habit doing that. It's pretty visual and it's pretty intuitive, uh, so I, I've been using that more frequently. Oh. Uh, let's just dive in straight to the first idea, shall we? And technically, this is the first idea for this episode, but uh, I, this is also idea number 44 in the list, uh, at least going down here. But idea number one. I call this name... The name for this is a uh, called a Cleanup Creditors. Uh, it sounds kind of weird, but the type of this is more of a service-slash-company-based company. Based, uh, company that is uh, the concept that here i've written it's called project cleanup if your identity gets hacked then we find that we can find all the old and forgotten accounts you promptly used oh sorry (laughs) Uh, this is like all scatterbrained here so um, if your identity gets hacked then we find all old and forgotten accounts and we promptly use robots to log in and change your passwords uh, say so you pay X to sign up, you have to do, you know, the verify you thing to make sure you're the real you in our system, and then you can get access to all of your old accounts um, that we found for you, uh, but at the same time, I wrote this note. This, this, this is me, like, just thinking long-term, though. It says, uh, but at the time, wouldn't this be, like, super data-intensive? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, currently it's in the concept phase. I, I wrote this like, a while back. However, uh, I guess to how to get to the point of this concept because I, I feel like I, that's just a lot of words I've written, but the whole idea behind this one is that if you were to have your account hacked or if you ever gotten your uh, let's say, identity fraud and you might have gotten an email that says oh, you know, your information might be on the dark web you need to change your passwords well, I believe a lot of us especially if you're listening to this podcast are probably in your you know, mid-twenties or mid-thirties, forties, fifties sixties plus uh, your, the internet has been around for a few decades now, and uh, you know, at least a good two decades that, you know, we've had like high-speed broadband, fairly fast internet, and, and I know some people even in the early to the 90s on the AOL days have like their old email accounts, and maybe some old accounts that have still existed. Uh, the thing is, after 20 years, you know, 20 plus years, it's pretty easy to forget some accounts you might have had a long time ago uh, that, on sites that might exist. So, it was similar to, say, "The hack your Gmail account, and you happen to use the similar, use same or similar passwords on all of your other accounts for the last 10 or 15 years, you might not remember which accounts you might have had your credit information on or your personal information on because it was so long ago, but that data could still be around. So the way I see it is, if there is a situation, uh, say if your identity gets hacked, or even this could be a preventative measure. Um, for or whatever uh, like coding system software, or even just people to find all the accounts you used to have based off of email addresses you provide. Uh, We'll be able to just recover and give you all the information that you had online prior and then we can either go in uh, and automatically change the passwords to whatever you want or you could do it manually. Um, But I think it could be like a tier two, maybe a two type tier service where tier one is just you know you get all of your accounts you're aware of everything because it's easy to lose track and then you can change it yourself uh, or tier two is that we can go in with our automated systems or whatever we can go in um, verify that it's you and then we can just have different passwords for each one and just give you like a massive password list or even combined with like a last pass type of password management service so then you will always know what accounts you have, you have where or maybe even just to just add something else. I could say just delete all my information from these other old accounts that don't exist. Because uh, I think this is partially for me, personally, because because uh, whatever I had like my old uh, Blizzard account when I played World of Warcraft, and it's from like a very old email that I made when I was like 16 years old, and it uh, I think it got hacked into a while back, where I keep getting people trying to sign up for it or try to break in, and because of that like. I've had to, like, change my passwords over time, uh, like, pretty frequently, and uh, it got me thinking, well, you know, if, if a hacker has, like, one like one piece of my information from my old, like, my old high school address, the Gmail address, or Yahoo address, or whatever, um, they're probably going to go to all these sites and just use that same, like, email password combination as, like, a shortcut, and, uh, you know, as we all know, we all know good password Security knowledge is that you need to have different passwords for each site, uh, but realistically speaking, I I'm going out on a limb here. Uh, I don't think everyone does that. Uh, I, I for me, I use like uh, like a pass password tracking software, and then I have like a master password password like two two-factor authentication. Uh, but even then, that's par- apparently not secure according to Reddit. So uh, so yeah, when it comes to, to online security, I think just Uh, covering up all those loopholes and potential ways for old websites or, you know, your identity from being, I should say, I don't want to say your old identity, but having people, like, logging into these old accounts and just finding, like, loopholes and passwords and potentially getting, like, credit card information on something you could have done 10 or 15 years ago. uh, I I feel like that, I feel like there's value in that. And I, I think it's just, I think it just goes under the guise of, Uh, preventative services, because I think when it comes to, like, your identity being hacked or someone using your credit card, it's one thing, but when it comes to, like, hacking into, like, your old account and, like, saying they're spending money on it based on information that you've already had, which, uh, is, which isn't exactly credit card fraud, it's more of, like, account fraud, I guess, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking on my, talking on my ass here, but I think something like that, uh, probably should exist, now I'm gonna quick, quick do a Google search to see something something like this does because I feel like I, don't know, I feel like uh like one yeah. One take, one universal or any way to find all accounts based on an email. Uh, I remember something along the lines uh, Alright, so email search online, criminal records, email Alright, so there is something here. Six ways to find all accounts linked to your email address. Okay. So this is from a site called makeuseof.com. Find all accounts linked to an email, apps Email are coming off to sign in, security tab, manage third party. Those are all individual apps. So these are all within... Okay, so this does not actually help. Here it is. Uh, d DCT. seat.me. So it's d e s e a t .me. Clean up your online presence. Initially, get a list of all. Instantly get a list of all your email accounts. Delete the ones you aren't using. So something like this does exist. Okay. So DCT.me. Uh How it works. I'm going to go this. Go through this in real time. This is a solution. I guess. I don't know when they came out with this, but I like it. Uh, Get started how it works. See a lot of accounts you sign up for. We give you a list of all the accounts and services you have created an online account for. You easily sort through them, choose what to keep and which ones to delete. All it does is take oh, oh, choose what to keep and what to delete. All it takes is to push up a button. Instantly remove requests. Instantly easily send a removal request to the services you are not using anymore. The data and privacy. Your privacy is on the more focus from beginning to end. Your access the app through Auth 2.0 and it runs locally on your device, the only thing you are telling us is the status of your accounts. This is... cool. So something like this does exist, and this looks like the exact solution, and it does it all automated. So yeah, screw, screw the business paid model then, like, this is even better. Uh, so let me do this, I'm going to save this, copy. I really want to reach out to these guys like, I don't know, this this is really cool. I'm going to go to get started here. I'm not going to do it right away, uh, and I'm just, I just want to see how it gets familiar with it, but I am noting this as a very viable, like a 10, uh, 10 here. Yeah. So this, that's, that is cool. So I'm going to dump here. I have no idea why my key is up. Okay, get out of here. So, so DCEAT.meat actually exists from, well, uh, my name was Cleanup Predators, but DC it's even better. Um, yeah, that's sick. I feel like there has to be a better way to, like, say, like, call it something to where more people can understand it uh, and it makes sense. I don't know if I can that. See, like, this is the stuff that gets me, like, super excited. It sounds it sounds super lame, doesn't it? But I don't know, it does. And apparently, there's another version that does. You can find all accounts with their with a username called name check. Uh, but I have so many different name checks. I don't. I've so many different usernames that I can't really find too much there for me. But DC dot me, that is legit. Okay, I consider that one solved. I'm gonna put that in the description too of like cool things I found. <laughs> So I'm glad I, see this is what I mean, I'm glad I found a idea that I got excited about and figure out a way to, like, either solve it or find your accounts based off your email or whatever. But this one actually is able to exemplify it and, like, show it in a way better way that is articulated, like, so much better than I am. Okay. I know I feel like I'm kind of slow today, but, like, I feel, I don't know, I just feel, uh, decent. Like, kind of tired, kind of not. Uh, I think I had a decent night's sleep last night, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, this next idea. Uh, this is gonna be an app-specific, and I call it, uh, Value Town. That's the name. Uh, the the name I had here, the notes I've written, it was quantifying the quantifiable, which I don't know what that means, but it's, the progress, it's a concept, and the concept itself is a simple... It's a simple versus or, oh, a simple quote-unquote versus type deal where people can say how much they are willing to pay for a product. Uh, For example, Chunky Soup versus Progresso, uh, or no versus option as well. So I think I can explain this in further detail. Uh, So generally, if you go on sites that are like this or that, or, you know, like say, uh, say how much or like say Coke versus Pepsi or Pizza Hut versus Domino's, you know, those types of things. What I'm thinking is um, this is probably gonna be a big data play which uh, I want to be upfront with if this is something like this exists, but it's a good way to understand how much are people willing to pay for a product and you can kind of align that with like their background and demographics if you're able to get that. Uh, and you can probably use that data to better price your goods you know if you're actually a good person and, like for like supermarkets or even find better prices for certain areas of the country. So this could be used for both marketers, product people, or even consumers that could probably find data on saying, well, in, in this case, I put like chunky soup versus progressive, and if I wanted to compare like a chunky chicken noodle, compare that to a progressive, compare that to a progresso chicken noodle soup. I prefer to eat chunky over progresso because progresso tastes like, like doo-doo, like it's just liquid, like just just like water, watered down soup. So uh, if they were to go on an app and I would have a photo of Progresso and a photo of chunky soup. I could type in how much I'm willing to pay for that and uh, for each one. And the reason why I would compare it is because I think if you just put a chunky soup all by itself you kind of get, you're going to compare it based off of what you think uh, chunky soup could be worth or should be worth uh, with no actual anchor. Uh, or at least something to work off of, because I could see a chunky soup and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I paid like three ninety nine for that, but I would really pay like a dollar fifty. But if you're still paying three ninety nine for the chunky soup, then the answer feels false. But if you compare it to, say, a Progresso can with the same thing, you could be like, "Well, you know, I feel like I'm getting my value's worth with a chunky, and I feel like that could be worth like a dollar fifty or two dollars. And this Progresso, I'd rather pay if I have to eat it, a dollar for it." And I think you can get a better idea of one. What brand has more power over the other, or what they prefer? And then two, and I had a variation of this, which, as opposed to a versus type thing, you can actually have a store type or an app type that it's more of a stock exchange, where you could tell like, like say, would you buy just Chunky Soup at a dollar sixty-two or versus Progresso at a dollar forty-nine? Okay, so when you say yes or no, that price can actually go up or down based off of what you're seeing or based off of the comparison and then you can you can get other people to look at similar things and the price goes up based off of other other feedback and then you can get a better idea of like the optimal price or something based off of the demographic and it can kind of go like back and forth um so yeah the first one you're probably just saying yes or no or you just inputting a price Uh, okay the first one is doing that the second one is more so putting that price as an actionable set in like a hypothetical situation comparative to a competitor's product or maybe an alternative product. Uh, you always have the option to say no regardless, but I think it's just a cool way to get people to just say how much they're willing to pay and then you can actually use that data and go to companies and be like, hey, you need to work on your pricing or you could even go to smaller stores and be like hey, you could you should probably lower your pricing here. That can help you improve XYZ, uh, your, your your pricing and get better margins and so on and so forth, so that's kind of the second idea that I had, and I think it could be done in app form, because you just look on a screen, and then you just toss the data to whoever. Um, of course, there's still, like, the whole idea of, like, getting the customers and actually getting them willing to do that, and maybe you can actually get coupons for distributing that information. Uh, I know, like, uh, it does a lot of stuff like that, where if you want to get more coupons, you have to submit, like, your information of, like, your demographics and, uh, you know, for me, I don't mind that stuff. But um, depending on what, like, whatever side of the coin you're on, some people don't like to have their data shared. Uh, and for me, I, I, I don't mind my demographics and my, like, my stuff shared demographically. But like, I don't, I don't specifically like my behaviors tracked. I just like my, um, just like, I don't, I don't, I don't say private behaviors like my browsing internet. But like, when it comes to, like shopping and stuff, I just want to have. I don't know, I always find the benefit in that as a marketer, but as a regular human being like, I can definitely see both sides of like the privacy of whatnot. so. Uh, so yeah, that's my second, that is my second idea. Now, I didn't really find anything of an app so much uh, something that something exists like this, or even a site. Uh, there are other sites I talk about progressive versus chunky, like Super Wars, like Ready to Eat. Uh, I found one from like 2015 this is from uh, Autopia, which I think is a car for them, which is kind of weird love soup. I love it Pro- Progresso versus chunky. People are like Campbell's hands down and people are like Progresso everyone just uh, a lot of people don't like Progresso and some people will say homemade. okay so yeah this this doesn't really exactly answer like the question of like how much you're willing to pay versus it only answers the question of which one you prefer. And I think the stuff I'm asking for is just like the, an extra extra level of like you like it cool, Now how much you want pay for it. It's like the follow-up uh, of like the thought process. Yeah. I don't know maybe maybe just like asking more questions uh, and then getting answers and figuring this stuff out. So I'm starting I'm starting to get a better idea and this is before I go to number three so uh, feel free to enjoy this little nugget of random insights that I've discovered over the last couple of weeks, but uh, I've been I've been catching up on a lot of, like, marketing materials reading materials, gotta make sure I'm kind of still with it when it comes to helping uh, you know, clients and customers and even my own work, and I ran into uh, an ad from Sam Ovens, and I don't know if some of you, some of you guys have seen his uh, Facebook ads, but he, he owns Consulting.com and, uh, I've, seen, I've been seeing his ads for a while and I've kind of ignored it but uh, one of the things I think I was talking about last week was how I really wanted to um, start getting not just my ideas to life, but actually just want to maybe build something uh, that, that can capitalize on the ideas that I'm making, or, or capitalize just what I'm passionate about, and I'm starting to realize my more passion, my passions here, and I think they're starting to show, especially in this podcast, is one, kind of the art of sleep. Uh, I've been diving more into not just sleep, but more of like sleep quality, like I'm starting to believe like even the art of waking up from sleep does tie into your sleep quality as a whole, and uh, and I do believe that it can actually play a part in, in helping Insomnia, and that that's probably going to be another series that I'm going to be talking about down the road, so stay tuned for that, but the main thing about it too is outside of the sleep. I'm really like to focus on idea generation and kind of solving the problems of like how to get these ideas live or finding the true value of like ideas and having them come to life and more so solving people problems, solving problems for people uh, and making like processes a lot better and faster. And he had, uh, the Sam Evans ad said, uh, you know, how do you translate from being a marketer to like a true visionary and whatever, a leader? And while I don't consider myself a visionary or any of that stuff, aspects, um, the way he generally talked in the video was very similar, and how he talked and acting of how he was before he started his own consulting thing, it was very similar to kind of where I was and still kind of am, in me shooting like 20 different things at once and seeing what sticks, and the only, only, the only constants that I've had that really worked out in my life have been, you know, marketing, uh, sticking with marketing, and then this podcast. And I told myself to keep doing those two episodes we a week, and just go from there, and just try to make my podcast a little bit better. And uh, you know, and I, I know it's true—the more time and effort you put in, like the better it's going to be. But uh, but I ended up running into this uh, this webinar, and it really opened up a lot of like uh, eyesight for me to figure out like, hey, like I really just need better direction or just more focus, and that that's something I don't think I've had uh, not too much recently. So. Uh, I just want to give a quick little shout out to that because it's it, cause he kind of thinks more of the really big picture stuff and that's kind of where the space that I want to start, not start, but I start—I want, I want to start living in there more frequently in like that kind of mindset. Uh, but anyway, that was just kind of a, where I was getting at and that how that, how we talk about like products, vision and actually building things and making stuff happen uh, is the more actionable part of this particular episode and this episode series. Uh, of creating startups so uh, back to uh, back to number three uh, or number 47 overall so number three so this one already seems like a joke because I wrote down the concept and the name I have (laughs) I the name I have is I forgot what this even means so I wrote it down and I don't think I put two and two together but I'm gonna say it out loud and if it if the idea was re-inspired, obviously it's worth talking about. And if not, then we'll just count this as a "quote-unquote" bad idea, and we'll move on. The concept: text automation for uh, B two C people, not just via messenger, but a way to keep real time uh, for those who want who have a phone number to text. Plan Free to try for 100 messages, but could there be, but well, there could be a comment questions to ask, such as how long is to wait? So. If I, am um, got it. Okay, so here's the big thing that I've noticed, and this you could take this to the bank, I read this, and it's pretty proven. Uh, in regards to B2C, and especially if you're trying to land clients, or you, you're, you're getting leads from, like, a phone or a form bill, the amount of time it takes for um, someone to, to commit to you uh, and the likelihood of them committing is, like, I think a thousand times higher if you're able to get back to the person within five minutes of them reaching out to you. Uh, your availability is, like, I think like a 70 or 80% factor in, in actually being picked as a vendor or, or or if you're a business, you know, someone to come into your business and, and work with you. Uh, and that's, it's absurd and they've actually done it um, uh, you know, I think they compared it to, like uh, between, like, the first five minutes to an hour, I think you're like 90 times more likely to get the sale if you get back in five minutes versus the hour, because if you do things in real time, and you can even do it right now, like if you wanted to order a pizza and you did not want to order from a big chain, you can call right now and be like, hey, who's open? And right now, for me, it's like 11, 11 a.m., so I can go on Yelp and see what's open and, and call them and just verify, and if three of the four places aren't actually open, no, guess what? the one that's open is going to get the sale. And the same could be said with say like electrical quotes or even just uh home services where people come out and like they just do stuff to your house and i'm just naming one example Uh, like it could be construction it could be like dentist whatever and uh, and i think the problem is with most people is that uh, especially for business owners is that there is no quick way for people to Get back to users especially if you miss a phone call and you're busy but you can still probably have a text conversation so if there was a text automation for B2C people that allows people, and I think I, I think this already exists I, I don't know why I wrote this but like uh, maybe some, or maybe maybe someone could do it better but if someone were to land on your site and they call a phone number and it goes to like voicemail maybe there could be something that says hey um, you can automatically be texted in like two minutes and we will get back to you or we could talk to you text even the option to talk via text as a business and this is probably going to be for small businesses only i notice more of the millennials specifically are still a little bit uh, and younger people still are a little bit gun shy of actually picking up the phone and calling and everything is mainly done through text uh, i feel like when it comes to phone conversations and my wife talks about this a lot and i tend to agree with her when it comes to phone conversations it's uh, i like to have conversations of catching up with people or figuring out fine-tuning details Or, you know, just chatting for a long time, you know, see how you're doing. Uh, When it comes to text messaging, I kind of want to know, like, where, when, and why's. So if I call someone and it's like, hey, do you have this, yes or no, that that could be answered right away through text. You don't have to be on the phone. Or even if you want to order a pizza, like, that's done through apps. Like, you do it online, anything that can technically be done online can be done in your phone. I think text automation for B2C people, which is a good, good mix between... I'm trying to call someone if they're unavailable. You can, this as, as you can be able to get back to them like very very fast and still be in that within like five ten minute loop. Uh, and I think that's kind of the idea that's behind it. Uh, but, but again, I'm s- chopping this up as a maybe. Uh, I'm not I'm not super in love with the idea yet because I was initially not even unnamed. But I think when I said it out loud, all that came back to me. Um, so. Uh, that would probably make sense of why I have this no as for the payment plan. Uh, so there could be a comment to questions such as, how long is the wait? Uh, so say if you're trying to find like a hairdresser, and this is one example, you could just text them and be like, you 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 call. You try to call them, they're not available like for a local barbershop, but there's a text available for the business and be like, hey, um, how long is the wait for this? And you can get an answer within two minutes despite them being super packed. I think the amount of communication and stuff that can be done between the B e to C person is going to be a lot easier. Uh, I think it's just more so just figuring out the logistics behind like how much you want it to cost and see if you have like a free system versus not. But even just getting like converting 10 to 15 percent more sales or probably even more if you're just able to get that person in right away uh, is going to pay dividends. So uh, I'm going to see if something like this exists right now. So let me text automation. Text automation of small businesses instead of phone calls. So it says how small businesses can use SMS for customer support. Uh, I'm not using that for SMS for support. Uh, let's see. For during, a process. Customer service texting, so, I mean, some of these do exist, like, send reminders via auto-text, but I'm, I'm more focused on the initial, like, acquisition phase, and I'm not finding anything during the acquisition. Uh, I'm going to look at, I'm going to pull up Zapier right now, and there might be something here. Easy to use, 2 way communication, yes, 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 give me to the list. Text magic for getting something. Simple texting. And then Twilio, I've heard a lot about Twilio, I actually don't use them, but I heard they are amazing. Simple texting. That's the option to run marketing campaigns. I don't want marketing campaigns. I just want the follow-up. Ready to send a text to my cell phone. Interface. So this one might look good. Uh, Text magic. You can compose any text message. You can set up the wizard. You can set up the full sense for text. Uh, So I am... Let's see. Text magic. Yeah. So text magic might be the closest. I will have to look into this at some other time, but I'm going to write this down. As a potential solution for this problem. And again, I have to mention like if a solution does exist, I wouldn't be happy to uh, give them credit, put it on my whatever site, what put it you know, my descriptions. Um, and I might actually if you're if you're someone who works for TextMagic or it's a seat, a DC seat in this case. I will probably reach out at some point to see how we can work together, because I feel like I want these businesses to succeed, like, massively and globally, and I could like I want to help them. Uh, you know, can I? I don't know. But I want to do my best to can and solve the problems and get them where they need to be. It's uh, just kind of just kind of in my background, I guess, and, you know, why not utilize skills that you have to help others, right? I know I'm talking to myself, but, you know, right? I also wonder uh, if you're sleeping during this and you still hear my voice in your dreams, uh, like, how much of what I say actually, like, gets gets infused in your brain, you know? Like, I try to be more positive overall, especially on this podcast, and want to help, like, really do want to help others, and I wonder if that, like, still blends into, like, your dreams of, like, I don't know, if you're dreaming of, like, doing a quest or you're, like, doing some moral ethical decision in your dreams, and... Uh, and then you hear my voice saying, you know, you gotta, you know, do good to good people, or treat good people good. And then that could be, like, the voice that you hear, and that'll make you decide, you know what, I'm not gonna do that, I'm gonna change my life in and you become a better person. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's a big stretch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, so, sorry, I'm going off the rails. But that was app idea number three. Now, let's do number four now. So, number four, this is more of a book. But I technically would have this under like book ideas and not just like app ideas. But in this case I feel like it's gonna be a series. And I know uh, stuff, stuff like this already exists. And it's more of like for example, it's uh, there's the dummies guy, like dummies guide or whatever, and then there's like the idiots Guide. I feel like despite those two actually being like good brands or quote unquote good brands that like learns like series like on a top level. I feel like there isn't one for, let's say, marketing, not just like, marketing, like, specific niche, but like, actually understanding the concept of, concept of, like, marketing as a whole, especially in digital marketing. And it couldn't just be, and I'm, I'm, I'm specifying digital marketing here in this case, but this could be tied to anything, but I want the series to be called, like, Everyday blank. So the one example I have, because it's kind of in my domain is digital marketing, I would call this series Everyday Digital, or Everyday Digital Marketing. And it's the book of marketing for the common man. So it's just marketing and then it gets straight to the point. And it talks about like the highest impact things that you can do for your business, how to properly plan for like campaigns, understand and find your target audiences and market. And uh, it does it in a way that will be very actionable and something that could be done for almost any company um, that they can apply their domain knowledge in. That's it. Uh, there's not really anything else out there. Uh, there could be, but that's just the book series idea that I have. So that's number four. Uh, I don't know, all of them are going to be super long winded. That was just one that is very fast. <laughs> so uh, number five, and I think I'm going to do, uh, let's see, one, two. So let's see, one, two. Yeah, let's do two more. Two more. Maybe one, maybe two, depending on the time. Uh, on this next one, uh, I noticed, uh, I think this technology might close out there and i've already looked at this over the summer so this one's fairly new like at least eight months old uh, around eight months old and i want an app it it could be a filter too but it's really just an app that's focused on turning like your everyday selfie cam or whatever um, into like like into like anime style movies and by that i mean like say if you're like recording yourself with a white background and you wanted to be like Hey, you're gonna go down, but I don't wanna say like super energetic because I know you guys are trying to sleep. It'll be like, Hey mister, I'm gonna take you down or like you're going down, son. Uh, when you say something like that, hopefully with more gusto. Uh, the background will be placed from like white to like the to like any of those standard like anime backgrounds where you see like the blue flashing movie backgrounds, like the action points and you can pretty much make memes out of it. And it's, it's a good fun way to share with your friends, share on Twitter. Um, but I don't think I've seen a meme, I've seen filters that do like face stuff on, on a, you know, on a, on Snapchat or whatever, but I don't think I've seen actually any background specific filters in, in real time for videos. And it's not just the photo I'm talking about, like these are like legitimate, legitimate uh, like videos that you can do with different backgrounds based off of uh, technology that kind of surrounds, the, that can identify like your body, your body frame, and then it'll cut out everything else in the background. I mentioned that my background specifically because it'd be e- it'd be easier for, uh, I guess, the technology to replace white with whatever. Um, but I think if there's a way to just have that facial recognition and kind of upper body recognition te- technology, to be viewable, uh, maybe TikTok or something like that too. Uh, I don't know, but uh, if if something like that already exists, let me know, uh, because I feel like I tried googling that and there was nothing that popped up, or like that very specific. And I like the idea. of... Uh, this is more anime-specific because I know anime is getting pretty mainstream these days, yeah, and a lot of people, I mean, Comic Con and everything else, uh, and it's like anime everywhere. And one, one of my favorite games I would like to play is League of Legends, so that's like hugely inspired by anime. And the, the game is pretty much that game is pretty much anime with like 15 or two, or 20 million users that play it like on the daily. Uh, the name of the the name of the I call it just an, you know, like anime, Like A N I M E. It's in concept form, but I do think. Something like this could exist, I just feel like I just have to reverse engineer how, like, the the technology and find someone who can actually build it. Uh, This is something that I can't really do myself. Uh, And I think it's just something you can sell for, like, 99 cents, or even give it away for free. And then, uh, or just make it, like, a social network. I don't know, there's, like, a lot of things things you can do with it. Maybe even just turn it into, like, its own, like, anime community. If you have everyone involved, and they could just, like, battle each other or talk to each other and just share random, ridiculous stuff, and then they can post it on social media. I don't know. But I feel like that's something that could exist. Uh, yeah, fairly, fairly, fairly a simple concept, I would think. Uh, I say it's simple, but the probably the is going to pull his hair out when, the moment I tell him what he needs to do, and he's going to be like, dude, you're an idiot, but, uh, <laughs> but either way... Um, I don't know, I I like that idea. I thought it feel like that can gain wings, especially with a strong strong niche. And I like anime too, so it's like, that makes sense. All this makes sense. I don't see why not. It's a big enough niche, maybe people don't mind it. know, it's fun. It should be fun. So this is gonna be the last one, number 6. This one might be a little bit exhaustive in in my uh, type, or kind of in the notes that I've written. The name... there isn't a name, I believe. Uh, in parentheses, it says it's more of a philosophy. However, this is pretty drawn out as a game, or like a gamification type of startup or app that could be built, or maybe a plugin. Uh, and the concept is uh, more, more or less gamifying your actual physical, uh, like energy and your 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 physical traits, more or less, or not just physical, but like your 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 body of work. Um, by that I mean, here I have. I'm going to tell you guys the content, um, and it's going to be all fragmented words, but maybe I can bring, like, the actual story and the, and the TL didn't listen, you know, concept behind it. Um, mental health equals mana, physical equals HP. Either gets the zero and it's game over. Money equals gems, you can buy premium things. Um, and then your health points and MP, and, and, um, mental points, and we call it MP, grow over time based off of lifestyle, age, etc. And then beneath that, I, set, I have OMG game card profiles. And I don't think OMG meant, oh my God, I think I had something else different. Um, but, oh no, no, I think that was an aha mode because I think I aha I, I right now. <laughs> um, game card profiles. So you can actually have a profile that's based off of like a game card. And you can connect to, say, bodybuilding.com, Facebook, or whatever for personal game profiles and stats. So i think it's just a good way for you to say like if you're on body space or bodybuilding.com or whatever uh that if you could connect your like say max weight your, your run time uh you know your, your mental capacity or like if there was ways to measure that uh you can actually build your own like, gaming profile for like your own bodybuilding profile but in gaming form. so for example uh one of the things that i've been reading and i kind of think about this all the time too is like every day uh, we have so many like mental decisions we can make and before so many decisions are made we can get uh, we kind of exhaust them doing like either things that don't really matter or things that do matter but depending on how you use them say like if you've been deciding really strenuous things for like 3 or 4 hours by hour 4 you're going to be pretty tired and and you won't be able to focus as much so you need to rest so when I think about it that way it's it's more of like you're you know you have so many say mental points you can use a day and quantify that then you can make better decisions on how you go about using it and the same thing is with physical stuff too where you can be like oh I can I can run today or I can wait and you can you can build up your, your physical point on top of that and obviously your mental and physical have to be in alignment with each other um, say if you had an exhausting day at work and you don't want to think or move um, because it was so taxing you might have actually used up all of your mental points that that might have given you like, uh, like a deferred like like health point total for that day, something along those lines. I think there was like a way to calculate that if I really wanted to flush that out. But again, I, I'm here I mentioned it's more of a philosophy, uh, more of a philosophy. But I still love to quantify those things, especially like if it's quantifiable, like in the physical spot, in the physical space. So, uh, if you can't tell at this point. Like I'm really big on like looking at numbers and data and like quantifying the quantifiable, or at least trying to quantify things that. Um, that may or may not be quantifiable, and I know there are a few things out there, like games out there, or apps out there that like measure like your progress in life, like it's an RPG, and I think that's that's pretty cool. That was something that like I wanted to exist since like I think like two thousand four or two thousand five, and I think there are some that do exist. So I know that's a pretty popular idea, um, but I haven't spent too much time diving into um, this specific concept. Um, but I do think like the idea of just quantifying like actions, it is worthwhile. And uh, I, like I said, I have a few more, <laughs> I have many more ideas that are probably going to be more related to this stuff, especially the next one. But that's going to be next week, folks. So um, that one I actually have like, have highlighted in blue, which means it's actually pretty serious about that. One, I think, or I'm really serious about someone else trying to um, profit with it either. Uh, y- either way, so. Uh, hopefully you guys had a great listen, and you're sleeping. Uh, hopefully you're enjoying the rain in the background, and hopefully my yawn-inducing voice has caused more yawns and more sleeps for you dudes and dudettes. I don't know why I said dude and dudettes. I'm just a weird guy. But uh, until next guy, until next time, folks, take care and easy.